0: Hey guys, welcome to Workforce Rebels, your comprehensive resource for freelancing in any industry. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to calm an upset client and preserve the professional relationship. For a readable version, check out our blog at www.arh-creative.com. To learn more about what it takes to be a freelancer, check out the Workforce Rebels book. A straightforward, step-by-step guide written by an actual, successful freelancer. Find your copy on Amazon.com books. When you work as a freelancer, you end up wearing many hats. Service provider, accountant, manager, salesperson, customer service rep, etc. Even if you end up hiring another freelancer or purchasing software to help you with these things, you still need to be well-versed in a variety of essential skills to keep your business flowing smoothly. One of the most important skills you can develop as a freelancer is customer service. Here's the thing, all the best sales skills, services, and products in the world won't help you if you can't keep your clients happy, but of course, Sometimes, no matter what you do, clients get upset. This can either be from something you did directly or something that's beyond your control. Regardless, it's important for you to learn how to handle these situations with grace and professionalism. There are a lot of blogs, books, and articles out there that try to tell you how to deal with social situations, but we're going to make that complex concept much simpler. In fact, The number one thing you need to know about customer service comes down to one word, listen. No matter what the issue is, most clients, above all, need to feel that you are truly listening to them. They want to know that you care about their problem and that you feel motivated to try and do something about it. So in a general sense, every customer service situation can be boiled down to three steps. Number one, listen, make a strong effort to hear what the client is saying, even if you do not agree with their perspective. If you're speaking face to face, it will be easier to show them you're doing this by maintaining eye contact or your cultural equivalent, keeping your body turned toward them and keeping your expression compassionate and kind, no matter how frustrated you might be feeling inside. If you are conversing over email or phone rather than over video or in person, you will need to rely on the next step to show how well you listened. Number two, empathize. Once the client is done speaking about their problem, you have a chance to de-escalate the situation right then and there. Take a moment to express empathy for their situation, incorporating elements of their problem into your response. Here's an example. I can certainly understand how frustrating that would be. To wait several weeks and still not receive the quality product you expected? I would be upset too. Now this is important. Empathy and sympathy are two different things. Sympathy is the most common response in customer service. Usually, it sounds something like this. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. I can definitely help you. Let's take a moment for honesty here. What did that sympathetic response convey to the client? Not much. I'm sorry? You're sorry to hear that. That sounds more like a you problem than a me problem. Sorry is an empty word without empathy to back it up. If you can't show your client that you care about their problem, that sorry will achieve very little. Neither will your offer to help. Here's why. Number three, help. In over a decade of our experience in freelancing, there is one truth about customer service that has stayed constant. The action you take to help the client is not nearly as important as the empathy you show. Think of the help action as the cherry on top of an already delicious empathy sundae. It helps drive home what you've already expressed, When you offer to take action on behalf of the client, you're adding to what you said before. Like this. I can certainly understand how frustrating that would be. To wait several weeks and still not receive the quality product you expected? I would be upset too. The first thing I'm going to do is make note of this incident. I'd like to revise how I intake future projects to prevent this from happening again. So, here, you haven't actually done anything yet. But you are saying to the client, I care about your problem, and I never want it to happen again. At this point, you've taken proactive measures to prevent further incidents. Next, you can offer reparative measures to smooth over the current problem. Like this. The next thing I'm going to do is go over your document again, completely free of charge. When you have time, let's have a brief discussion about that so I can be sure to cover every detail of your expectations on my next pass. Here you're saying, I can't change what has already happened, but I can make things better. You may be surprised at how much of a difference this makes for the client. Here's the final note. If you're still not entirely clear on the difference between sympathy and empathy, check out an amazing explanation on YouTube from Brene Brown. It's called Empathy vs. Sympathy, and we've included the link on our blog at www.arh-creative.com. We highly recommend you give it a try. It might just change how you handle personal confrontations as well. Thank you for listening to Workforce Rebels. You are the reason we do what we do. And we hope our content helps you grow as a professional and as a person. If you want to hear more content like this, please be sure to like and follow this podcast. And feel free to leave questions and suggestions on our website at www.arh-creative.com. That's it for now. Until next time, keep working toward your freelance goals.